You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily, presented as always by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Monday, reacting to the wildest weekend of football any of us could ever remember. Mike Lombardi will join the show, Odyssey NFL Insider, coming up in about 40 minutes, and we will look ahead. We'll spin ahead to the AFC and NFC Championship games coming up on Sunday. Packers are out on Saturday night. Boy, oh boy. That game, they go right down the field in the first possession. You're like, all right, this is this is kind of what everyone kind of mm-hmm. thought it would be. And then from there, from there, they were terrible. They scored three points, the Packers, in the last 54 minutes of that football game. And it's it's funny, all year long, we we we, we struggled to where, where do we put the Packers in our power rankings? I remember we did this every week, all season long. It took us a while to put them near the top because it was something kind of off, even early in the season. And one thing that I, I know we referenced during those power ranking segments, Joe, was regardless of the record, despite or in spite of the record, their DVOA was not never particularly high. They never numbers and, and the analytics of football outsiders never looked at the Packers as a particularly great team. One of the reasons was they were near the bottom all year in special teams. Their special teams stunk from the beginning right to the end. And look, we'll go to the, I mean the Rodgers thing is is important, and the offense stunk. They couldn't move the ball in the Niners, but. They could have walked out of there 10 to 3. Like they could have won that game, low scoring and ugly, despite the offense not doing anything. And their special teams, their Achilles heel bit them at the worst possible minute. Man, I'm still laughing at the nicknames being handed out to Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> it has been something special that we're gonna have to run down at some at some point during the show. But yeah, man, I mean, there are a lot of different ways to go. First off, when you when you get to halftime, and they had the block field goal, bring up yep. special teams again. They had an opportunity to go up ten right before the half, and they're out gaining San Francisco Green Bay is by 147. The yards per play in the first half 6.4 to 2.5. Jimmy G throws a red zone interception, and they're down seven points. They're down by one score. Like all of that went wrong. How many times have we seen that? When when you have domination like that and it's a tight game, you know it's coming back the other way. Now, yeah, did I think San Francisco was going to win a game by not scoring an offensive touchdown? No, I did not. I would not have made that bet. Those would have been some uh, some hefty odds. I mean, San Francisco 0-3 in the red zone. I mean, that's the killer for Green Bay. They didn't give up an offensive touchdown. Uh, the, the, the Niners go 0-3 in the red zone. And they still end up losing. And the opposing quarterback was terrible. Man. But you're right about DVOA. I mean, the Titans, they had them as the worst one seed we've ever seen. They're done in their first game. And they did not want to buy into the Packers. They didn't. All season long. They they finally gave them a little credit at the end. But it's not like they were viewed as the top five team as far as DVOA. And, man, man, did they look good in the divisional round. Nailing both of those. And so we have both ones out uh, for the first time we've seen in over a decade. Yeah, the special teams for the 49ers really bailed them out. Offensively, they did not look that great. Joe O just went over it. But Robbie Gould drilled the field goals in the snow, including the 45-yard game winner. So that was a wild one. And then all the pictures of Jimmy G and his outfit and everyone says he has swag. I'm like, did he even play that well? How are we saying he has swag now? No, I mean, 
How many quarterbacks would have played well in those elements? I'll, I'll give him a, a little true. benefit of the doubt. I mean, Rodgers is not good. And yeah. And Rodgers is bad, right? <clears throat> Aaron Rodgers' first playoff start in his career, under 20 points. Like, that was the mm-hmm. worst one he's ever had. I mean, look, if you're an MVP, and he is an MVP, aren't you there to yeah. make up for – well, <laughs> aren't you there to make up for those issues? Like, it, it – it wasn't like mm-hmm. the defense and special teams were so bad the Niners had 30 points on the board. They, they won the game with 13. Like Aaron Rodgers and, the, and has to walk away, and that might be it for him in Green Bay. Like that's a ridiculous way to lose, that you can't put more than 10 points on the board at home? Come on. But I, you brought up a great point about Jimmy G being hurt because that game you really saw it. He can't throw downfield, and that was sort of the blueprint to, you know, forcing him to dink and dunk in – I don't know how he's going to be able to overcome that injury unless he miraculously does some healing this week. Well, my favorite name was Vinny Testa Positive. <laughs> there were so many Rogers things out there. Like people Aaron- were wait, people had saved up material. There's oh, no doubt. These like, were in the I, drafts. They were in the drafts yeah, waiting, they had, waiting. They- I was like, what is happening? I loved every second of it. Just Can we do a, a Aaron Rodgers nickname draft for off the board? Power rankings, maybe. <laughs> if your name's Power not rankings. Horvat, I mean, who really likes this guy? Does anybody no, like him? Right. And no I've never been a Packers fan. <laughs> yeah, you root for the underdog there and like the Rodgers thing. And you knew he was going to be snarky. You knew he was going to be snarky if they won. And then he got his butt kicked for three hours. And a, they lot lost. Of pa- a lot of Packers fans that don't like him honest that they're actually looking forward to when he's gone which it's could be a slap in the face of reality i don't think they they quite know what they have right now but i understand the anger of uh, what what we saw on saturday night it did feel like early on green bay was going to run away with it and uh every time we talk to an odds maker they bring up home field they go out of their way if, if you forget to mention lambo that lambo has the biggest home field according to the point spread and it felt that way very early then the game settled in it's a one score game at halftime and the way lafleur was calling that game i like shanahan's chances uh moving forward into the second half and it's not like san francisco was dominating on the ground which is what we thought would have to happen it was just not being the worst team ever on special teams Yep. Right. Was, that's how the game was decided. It was Rogers was not an MVP and the Packers continue to have the worst special teams on the planet. It, it reminded me of the end, Robbie Gould uh, hitting the field goal and the Niners winning. It, it was eerily similar the way Brett Favre's career ended in Green Bay. Eli Manning and the Giants go in there in a very cold NFC title game where the, the Tom Coughlin red face we were joking about last week. That reminded me of that game. And it was like, Remember going into that game, it was like, Brett Favre's not going to lose a home NFC title game to Eli Manning. And it was the same mm-hmm. thing. Like, it's the way Aaron Rodgers loses to a Jimmy G at home. And that was it. And then Brett Favre never played there again. And I could see the same thing. And that, that felt like Aaron Rodgers' last game as a pack. Last five years, Aaron Rodgers and Blake Bortles each have two playoff wins. Wow. I mean, <laughs> wow. last five years, five years, this is – Peak Rodgers, right? Back-to-back right. MVPs. Last five years, two playoff wins. I'm not the biggest on quarterback victories, but hey, man, <laughs> come on, come on. This, this is your time right now, and you have. There are no excuses, no excuses for this team any longer. And in the end, see, I, you, you throw out the ifs about Rodgers. I think he comes back. I really do. Why would you willingly leave the NFC North right now? 
Why would you leave the NFC? Look at the AFC. Yeah. We just went up with sure. we just went up for a segment. And we didn't even include Justin Herbert, who belongs in this conversation as well. I mean, like that conference is loaded with young quarterbacks. He could rule the NFC for a while if he wants to, Rogers. How about this? Four, first 14 yeah. playoff games at Lambeau. The Packers were 14 and 0. The last 14 games, playoff games at Lambeau, the Packers were seven and seven. Mm. 14 and 0 to seven and seven. And Rogers is a big part of that. I mean, I could think of three or four he's lost off the top of my head. Last year, this year, the Giants won, and he's lost home playoff games. Yeah. A lot of them. Yeah. So Packers are done. Packers are out Niners to the NFC title game. And, and not to be outdone was Matthew Stafford yesterday. Let's go to the Rams and the uh, the, the Bucks. And there was a little drama before the game. Well, I, I don't know what to make of it, but Tom Brady noise that this might be it. That might have been Tom Brady's last game. That game felt like the one dud we were going to get, right? The Rams was mm-hmm. beating the hell out of them early. I mean, they, they were dominating that game, getting the bounces, turnovers. Stafford was on point from the jump. Beckham playing well. And then, I mean, McVay almost did it again. Turtling up, trying to get out of there with a win, running the football instead of letting Stafford throw the ball to ice the game. I couldn't like I was sitting there like, are we doing this again? Is this 28-3? Is this the Super Bowl with the Falcons and Brady all over again? It felt like it when they were coming all the way back down. And then like what a throw by Matt Stafford to finish that game. Because I think if that goes in overtime, the Rams are losing that game. I think so, because they're probably gonna fumble it again. <laughs> How do you win a playoff game with four lost fumbles? First time that's happened since 1975, even before I was alive. Like that, that was crazy. I mean, they just let them right back in. Is it me or on the Cam Akers fumble at the end, was he just like begging for it, just standing straight up as he was running? I mean, and, and, and he was close to getting that first down or setting up a third and short uh, there. That, that was remarkable that they end up winning that game. And, and then with four, with four lost fumbles, and at the time I was angry because – then they had to, they had to push it offensively. They had to go for right. it, obviously, because of of what occurred. And then Cup flies over AJ Brown because I had AJ Brown thirteen to one for a receiving yard leader of the divisional round. But um, but you know we questioned Stafford a lot at the end, and that was well deserved. And he ends up uh, in the regular season being tied for leading the NFL in interceptions with a rookie. He's been great, been really good. And in the biggest moments, and that biggest moments, like if we go back and we stop time, like, okay, you're still in Tampa Bay. The Bucks are charging. Here we go. You want Stafford? You want Brady? Everybody's taking Brady still, right? Well, Stafford stuffed up. And there was also that Todd Bowles issue. I mean, what, dude, you have the information. Why are you blitzing Stafford when that is his biggest strength? Just look at it. I know you looked at it all week, how great he is against the Blitz. And you're you're a guy that likes to send pressure. Like, why do you do it in that spot? Uh, that was – he may have lost himself a coaching opportunity. I think it's kind of ridiculous off one play. But, hey, we had that conversation with Kellen Moore last week. Uh, I wonder if somebody's going to hire Todd Bowles. Two things I thought of as that happened. One, early in the game, they put up a graphic on Fox. First time the Bucks defense had played together, the starting defense, all year. There was miscommunication a couple times early in the game. Five star rating for each down. Like it's 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 in your mind it's like a good thing, right? We have all our starters back. But if they haven't played together all year, maybe they're not communicating the way they need to. And the second thing, we mentioned Joe last week when you were in our trend or truth about Matthew Stafford. This season, Matthew Stafford was best in the fourth quarter. Matthew Stafford came into the playoffs, 12 touchdowns, no picks in the fourth quarter. 
Like there's a perception of Matthew Stafford because he lost so much. And I mean, some of it's real, right? He didn't have a great career. He had a productive career, but not a great career. He's been money in the fourth quarter all season. This is what he's done all year. Fourth quarter, give him the ball. He just, he wins. He dominates this season yep. in the fourth quarter. Yeah, it's been great. So We Rams, also talked a lot about the Bucks injuries too. And I feel like it yes. kind of caught up to them in this game. They just didn't well, have the firepower. Well, they were getting, I mean, Brady was getting hit. There was pressure all game. It, it did catch him. All right, so we get the NFC title game with the 49ers and Rams. We'll break that down later. And the other side of this is the Bengals. We hit on McPherson a little bit, but you, you, Joe, you mentioned how do you win a game, you know, fumble four, fumbling four times and losing four fumbles. How do you win a game getting your quarterback sacked nine times? How did the Bengals get out of there with a win? You know how? Because Ryan Tannehill gave yep. it back. Oh, my goodness. Tannehill was atrocious. I mean, not just bad. He was atrocious. On mm-hmm. Saturday, and he opened the door for Burrow to take it on him. Yeah, Tannehill was horrendous. That's why they lost. They were one for eight on third down. Brutal. But let me also tell you that the guy who might win the head coach of the year award, Mike Vrabel, did not have a good day at the office. He was bad. There were a few games down the stretch where, where you were questioning Vrabel, and it was certainly understandable. Derrick Henry was slow. He looked was better the whole time. Hundred percent. You've you've got seasons on the line here, man. I know you're thinking he's he's going to get worked up in a lather and he's going to get going here soon. You've got to make the adjustment. And then you had Foreman with 66 yards on just four carries, and then he outgained Henry. Henry had 62 on 20 carries. 16.5 versus 3.1 a carry. They just they kept hammering their head into a brick wall. Just brick wall. So slow. He's so slow, especially compared to Foreman. You've got to make some some sort of a switch there. I mean, what they, they were very stubborn with that. Yeah, Bengals, they, the they got to fix the offensive line. That was the biggest story. Oh, my goodness. But Burrow didn't even seem phased. Still had a really good game despite all those sacks. Nothing phases that guy. He's unbelievable. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawks with BetQL Daily, presented as always by FanDuel Sportsbook. On the other side, We'll go off the board right here on the Becky Network.